After the attacks of 9-11, the CIA sought and was granted unprecedented authority to capture al-Qaeda suspects, whisk them off to secret sites, and interrogate them with harsh techniques, including waterboarding. When the agency's secret program was revealed, it was widely criticized. We captured Abu Zubaydah and he was badly wounded. And we were in Pakistan. And we were concerned that al-Qaeda was going to try to rescue him. We didn't know what the Pakistanis were going to do. We never uh, trusted the Pakistanis' uh, intelligence, ISI. We figured that we needed to uh, find a place where we could take Abu Zubaydah and we could debrief him secretly without the attention of uh, the press or anybody else, and a place where Abu Zubaydah himself would know where he was, a place that we could hide in plain view uh, that was uh, accessible and that we could then devote ourselves to uh, talking to him about what was going on. So where'd you take him? So we took him to a black site. by the good people at the Podbelly Network. My fellow Americans, we are fortunate to be alive. They need them to protect us from the number one killer in history. Protect us from the Central University. A study on why it's real. 290 a study on why it's called Democide. Alright everybody, welcome to episode 195 of the Art and Jacob Do America podcast. I am your host, in the place to be, Mr. Jacob P. And sitting right across from me is the brown recluse, Mr. Art Trail. Art, say hello to the millions. And millions, what the fuck is going on everybody? Um, my name is Art, you are listening to the Art and Jacob Do America podcast. Guys... You, if you feel like you need some fucking energy in your life and don't want to be that douchebag that's rocking a monster energy drink, go ahead and get yourself some Caveman Coffee. Guys, go to cavemancoffee.com. Check out their entire inventory. They have coffee. They have the nitro cold brews. They have the decaf uh, coffee beans, which is what I fuck with the most. Uh, they got the cacao butter. They got fucking yoga pants. They got all kinds of things in there. They got hats. They got everything you would ever need. Uh, go ahead and check it out. And when you're ready to purchase, type in America at checkout to receive 15% off at your, for your entire purchase. <laughs> and then whenever you do receive those yoga pants, go ahead and send us a picture of your, you wearing those yoga pants. Yeah, don't save those pictures for your OnlyFans. Send them directly to us. Yeah, fuck like OnlyFans. Just fucking send us yoga pants pictures. <laughs> um, and Eric then, used to, you know, request dick pics. All we take, all we request. Are who requested dick pics? Our old co-host, Eric. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Yeah. What was up with that? But, know. um, 
but uh yeah so go ahead and tag us tag them show them that you're listening to the podcast show them that you're supporting uh fucking small businesses they're technically a small business they're no folders yeah so uh go ahead and support them support us we appreciate them and now here's jacob yes so with that said everybody make sure you check out our other sponsor guys the great the powerful the flavorful El Yucateco Hot Sauce. Guys, the kings of flavor since 1968. Guys, the best hot sauce you'll put on your tongue. I guarantee it. El Yucateco is available wherever they sell food. But just in case you can't get your paws on some El Yucateco wherever you live. say Let's say you live like in the middle of nowhere, Wyoming. Let's say you live in no country for old men or some shit like that. And you can't get your favorite flavor, which right in front of me, I have the Black Label Reserve. That is my personal favorite. And it kind of goes along with the topic that we're talking about today. But if you can't get your hands on that, you don't feel like, you know, traversing your town, you know, to, to go on a, like a manhunt if you will, for your favorite flavor. Guys, just go to shoplucateco.com, enter promo code DOAMERICA, and we'll give you 10% off your purchase. And just like Caveman Coffee, they got shirts, they got flip-flops, they got aprons, they got all sorts of accoutrement uh, that you can get your hands on that has the El Yucateco logo on it, as well as their flavors. Uh, they also have like other things there too that you can you know put El Yucateco flavoring onto. So go ahead and check that out. Tag us, tag them, and post that to all of the social media so that way it lets them know that, hey, you're listening to Art and Jacob Do America and you're enjoying their sponsors. So with all of that said, Art, do you want to go ahead and jump into today's topic? Yeah, guys. So today's topic, you know, just to to switch it up, we've been covering a lot of murders and shit like that lately. So we're going to go ahead and cover black sites. So I don't think that black sites are something that a lot of people talk about. And I got to point this out, too, just because when you hit me up about doing this topic uh, last week, you just said, hey, how about we do black sites? And I was like, "Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I do realize that Black History Month is coming up. So I was like, "Okay, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about, you know, the tomb of Martin Luther King or black owned websites, (laughs) black owned websites. By the way, check out a trucker's mind um, podcast. (laughs) But, you know, really quickly, while we're on that same joke with so we don't look like racist. Do you remember like when uh, when. like the whole Black Lives Matters movement was going on a few months ago and everyone was all hyped up about it. And everybody was like, support black owned businesses. And like, I feel like that was like, that's to me like, come on, you didn't support shit. Like you just posted some shit. And like, that was like, live, if you're, if you're going to live that shit, then I'm 100% like post it, live that shit, be that shit. Mm -hmm. But like, if you're just going to post it to like, not live, live it, then like, you're just going to virtue signal it. Yeah. Don't don't do that. Yeah. Although you accused me of virtual signaling the other day, I sure did, and I stand by it. I I, I do not, because you did this thing where you're like, go to these MMA websites and like check out fun facts. It was like that's the equivalent of like Donald Trump supporters going like, well, that's because the liberal agenda's out there, and like you got to check out these real medias. Well, I was also in the middle of a workout, so I wasn't gonna stop bench pressing to be like, here's this link, this link, this link. So I was just like, you know what? You can go to any MMA website, which has nothing to do with this topic at yeah. hand. But anyways, with that said, CIA black sites. Let's just clarify that. I was yeah. confused at what you were saying. I thought we were <laughs> gonna talk about the haunted tomb of Martin Luther King Jr. or Frederick Douglass's like you know haunted wig, right, but right. we're talking about. CIA black site. So right. art <laughs> with that Did little he wear a wig? He, he he had some he had a good nah, he had that good hair. Good reference hair. that Chris Rock uh, yeah. uh documentary. So basically like just to to get on brand here, uh the, as far as black sites go, um 
you know, they're not really discussed that often in like, not only in media, but like also the news. Um, you can find it on Wikipedia, but like, <laughs> but for the most part, like there is not a lot of information out there. Mm-hmm. The big thing that brought to light black sites was probably the Guantanamo Bay incident. Like, and even Guantanamo Bay, I feel like is like a more like legal version of a black site. Like mm-hmm. it was like, here's like, cause it's, it's technically like that is American owned like property. And like, Correct. even though it's in Cuba in Cuba, like, that is an American-owned military base. Um, what do people call it? Gitmo? That's Gitmo, the other yeah. name for it? Yeah, it's like... And, yeah. like, the whole controversy there is, I guess, like, um, there was pictures of, like, you know, soldiers, like, lining up, you know, these terrorists that got, you know, apprehended and, you know, from, you know, other countries, you know, after the September 11th attacks. And they were sent to, you know, sent to a black site, you know, where they were tortured and, you know, questioned, you know, by the CIA and whatnot. And then they went to Guantanamo Bay, which, you know, they also get, you know, tortured. And you see pictures of them, you know, you know, naked or, you know, in that cheerleading formation, like where they're all stacked up on each other. Or like that one famous picture where there's like a female, you know, military soldier. Pointing at his dick. Pointing at his dick or whatever. And like laughing at it and shit. And like that was like a big controversy. But when we're talking about CIA black sites, that was fucking child's play compared to what was going on, you know, overseas, like on these places, like in Poland, Romania, um, fucking Thailand and shit that, you know, where it gets sketchy with the legality of it because, you know, world law, you know, international law says torture is legal, but like they were finding loopholes and ways around it, you know, where they would, you know, hold these potential terrorists in these black sites and terrorize them, you know, for information. So, I mean, yeah, let's start there. So for the most part, you know, in the United States, we still have the like, you know, innocent until proven guilty mm-hmm. um, mentality. And like, that's kind of how our judicial system works here in the United States. And we tr- try, we, we believe that that's how we would operate worldwide. But in reality is like, we have, well, I don't want to say we have to, but like, we do operate outside of that. And here it's like, there is no trial. We believe that you might know something and they basically take you and like, that's it. Like, we don't even know where like some of these prisoners came from or like what's going on with them. Um, one of the really interesting things that, you know, not before we get too deep into the subject, um, do you remember the Aurora shootings? The guy that like during the release of the Batman movie? Yes. With the pink hair. Yeah. That guy. Like, apparently, some people believe that the Aurora shooting guy got taken to a black site because, like, nobody can find where he's at now. Like, he just disappeared off the face of the map where it's, like, you could find prisoners, like, still. You know where Charles Manson was until he died or whatever, you know? Yeah. But, like... Up the street. Yeah, it was up. he died up the street. But, um, basically, like, people think that they might have moved him to a black site because he did have a lot of information. Like, he was a really educated dude, so maybe he had information or something. Like, I don't know. I don't know what... That's maybe a topic for a different day, but I thought that was pretty interesting that nobody knew where he was, and it was, like, rumored to believe in a... uh, To be, like, being held in a black site. And I was like, what? Uh Random. Like, that dude? That's worth looking into. Pink hair guy? (laughs) (laughs) Anybody with pink hair deserves to be waterboarded. Yeah, I was like, fucking random. But, like... Not in my America. But it's like, you know, like, it this is like CIA like they have information like anything you've googled anything that you might have information that you might have like they i feel like they have their reasons although apparently there's a documentary about some uh taxi driver who was like 
also in a black site and he didn't even know why he was there like yes and so like this is not a 100% like flawless system like mm-hmm. there are in 100% innocent people in black sites right now and i would say that's probably a small percentage but there's still innocent people mm-hmm. in black sites that are i think i saw like a number of like out of like the 371 estimated people to be held like in these black sites and mind you this is you know in between 2002 and 2000 and 10 when obama gets in office because obama when he gets you know inaugurated you know whoever was going to become president you know after the 2008 you know presidential election you know they were going to abolish these you know it was john mccain who was a prisoner of war who was very much against like torture and you know you know waterboarding and whatnot and then obama as well who said like hey these are mistakes that we need to make so whoever was going to come into office like after w you know they were going to abolish these black sites so we're talking about from 2002 to 2009 like you had just have like all of this like the car blanche basically to do whatever you want uh, with these suspected terrorists, you know, to question them, to get pretty much, you know, public enemy number one, Osama bin Laden. Yeah. And, you know, Congress was like, I guess they were saying too, like I, I was listening to one podcast where a former CIA person who, you know, was there, you know, um, he wouldn't confirm or deny if he was, you know, partaking in, you know, the torture or the tactics or whatnot. But he was saying that like, Hey, you know, my job was to prepare a report, you know, for the president for W, you know, to say like, Hey, how far we've gotten with this suspect or that suspect. And we had to get, we, there was a deadline to have, you know, certain amount of progress within that information. So we had to like turn up the, the heat, if you will, like on Mm -hmm. these people. And, you know, we had to also answer to Congress and both parties were kind of just either turning a blind eye to whatever tactics that we were doing or giving us carte blanche to do whatever we wanted. Super interesting. Like, so you're saying that this whole thing started when like 9-11 happened with this more of a reaction to, this is us reacting to 9-11. And I, I want to, before you go into that train of thought, like this is like when we, I think we become more aware of it. And I think this is when they ramped up those tactics. Yeah. Because I think from the implementation of the CIA, they had already been doing stuff like this, like in South America, like since like the 1940s in Africa yeah. and things like that. But it wasn't on this large of a scale where they were like, I believe it was like 20 other countries like were giving the CIA like, you know, resources to be able to take part in this. So, yeah, I mean, one of the things I did see like leading up to this, because even if there were like there's no information that like that for sure, like we used to have black sites or whatever, like mm-hmm. um but one thing that I did see is that even before like black sites and before 9-11, the United States did practice this thing where like you guys need to hold these prisoners for us in like this like foreign country or whatever. And like like Bulgaria is going to hold these these like prisoners in like their like Bulgarian prison. But technically they're there because the United States wants them there mm-hmm. and like we'll operate as like not the United States when we're there. <laughs> we'll operate as like like a different organization altogether like we're just in, we're investigators x or something like that and like we're just holding these guys to find out what they know or something like that mm-hmm. but it was a much smaller like scale down thing compared to like where we go after 9-11 correct and like um the thing that like you know the thing that most people did you have any more information because i already wanted to get into like the whole torture thing. <laughs> yeah i mean go ahead man i mean well the thing that i think most people like find alarming of this whole thing it's like yes these people are put here if they think it's that whole you remember like batman versus superman and he says like that really shitty quote where he's like if there's one percent chance that he's 
that he could be against us or it's like a 100% reason why we should take action against him kind of thing. And I feel like they operate in that mentality, which I kind of get. Like if there's a 1% chance that like this dude has information that could like take down this big terrorist organization, then we need to fucking get this dude and find out what he what he knows. And like I think that that's where we I I agree. Like there's sometimes you need to like get to the low level guys to like find out what's going on up there to like because you don't want another 9-11 you don't want no. like innocent people's blood on your hand and i think like that's an important thing to look at too because i think we're gonna come i don't want because we get a lot of hate listens when we cover topics like this like from you know the other side of the coin um where i i think you do have to jump into the like because we're gonna monday morning quarterback the shit out of this topic yeah right? no of course we're <laughs> we're gonna you you got to put yourself in a mindset of where we are as a country, not only like, you know, military wise or, you know, intelligence wise or, you know, the executive branch wise or anything like that. But just us as a country, a country as a whole after 9-11 happened, we were shocked that something like this would happen on our soil. We thought that, that this was invincible. This is all shit that happens in the Middle East. This is something that happens like in Kosovo. This is something that happens, you know, over in, you know, Africa or China, these other places that are thousands of miles away. This would never happen to us. And it doesn't matter if you were red, blue, fucking independent. It didn't matter where your political allegiance lied. We were all Americans on September 12th, 2001. We stood together and we all kind of, you know, said like, we need to get these bastards. United we stand. Everybody had the car flag with the American flag on it. You know, it just wasn't Trump supporters that were patriotic. (laughs) Everybody, everybody was, you know. Uh, you know, American at that point, like we all, we were all winning mourning and we all wanted, you know, justice, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, that's when, you know, the president at that time and his administration, um, you know, president Dick Cheney and vice president Donald Trump, <laughs> <laughs> they were just like, this is where they give the CIA carte blanche to be like, Hey, whatever you guys need to do, whatever tool is in the bag, use it. And this is where it's just like, Oh, okay. You know, that free license to do whatever they want. And I kind of, compare this to like the Stanford prison experiments where it's just like here, you know, you had people with good intentions. We were out to get Osama bin Laden. We were out to get all these, these people like Khalid, um, or, um, Abu, uh, Zubaida and you know all Abu. these other, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed like all these people that you know were behind the 9-11 attacks like we wanted to get them you know at any cost but in the process of us you know doing that we became the monsters that we were going after I, I do think that we became uh, so here's one of those things so obviously we're leading to the whole thing that we do start torturing people mm-hmm. and we do start torturing people pretty frequently and the torture techniques are not your, like, good cop, bad cop thing. Like, we're talking about, like, one of the things that I talked to Jacob before we started recording was one of the most common things that they would do is stick, like, a little metal rod up people's butts. There was a lot of butt play, huh? Yeah. So this is the one that, like, I felt. As I read that, I was like, oh, I feel it. Oh, yeah. like, I feel that. But the, they would stick a little metal rod up people's butts, and um, then the the rest of the rod would be connected to a car battery mm-hmm. and basically, like, ec- like electrocute your fucking butt 
butthole. And like, I assume that feels like shit. I'm going to just assume it's not something I ever want to feel. I'm just going to assume that feels bad. I'm, I'm assuming it feels a scotch better or scotch worse than like when you put those like, you know, D batter or C D nine batteries you in your em? tongue. Yeah. Dude. So I did that. I'm sure you did it too as a kid, Yeah. but like, I always wondered, like, I wonder what effect that's going to have to me like <laughs> later down in life where like all of a sudden I'm going to like, explains why Taco Bell is so delicious. I, yeah. Like, I can see demons now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah i mean like that was one of the 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 terrifying ones of course waterboarding um is the the really popular one the one that came into the light and if Mm. let me just go ahead and describe waterboarding to you so waterboarding is like i guess like creating the illusion of drowning like Mm -hmm. consistently drowning by holding a rag over someone's face and like basically dumping water on their face Mm -hmm. to give the feeling of drowning so, like, obviously, that's a very terrifying feeling. It sends the body into shock. And, like, and you hope that these are professionals that are doing this because the, the line, you, you can technically drown someone with this. Like, yeah. you, if you do it too long, if you do it, like, you know. Well, you can drown off a teaspoon of water. I mean, it, yeah. it, it takes very little for you to actually legitimately drown. You don't have to be in the fucking middle of the ocean to do that, mm-hmm. you know? And, like, here you are. You're dumping, like, fucking kool-aid buckets on upon people's faces yeah. like it's like yeah you're it's a high possibility that and i do think like a few people had died during that time yeah. getting waterboarded apparently so i saw that there is like a clinical thing where like a lot of times they would go brain dead because it's like the equivalent of like drowning like mm-hmm. you can survive it but you might go brain dead because your brain didn't receive enough oxygen mm-hmm. which is like terrifying and so like the whole thing is just fucking terrifying like um but yeah, I mean that was one of the more popular like you know torture techniques. Um, another one that stood out to me was like the good cop bad cop, like this like good cop psycho cop thing where um, someone would come in and be like very gentle with someone and be like, hey guys, like leave this guy alone. Let's get him some tea. Let's go get him some like so, some fucking like acai. <laughs> <laughs> go get, go get him some acai. I know this guy likes acai. Yeah, and some hummus and chips or something like just like delicious comfort foods or whatever. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Let's go get him some fucking famous dapes, please, guys. Come on, <laughs> let's go get him some famous dapes. Can you, get, can you give me a side of the devil spit, please? <laughs> and like he shows up with that attitude, and you're like, okay, all right, this guy's like probably here from like Greenpeace or something. He's gonna help me out. And then he's like, all right, man. So here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna go ahead and cut my arm. And then I'm going to spend the rest of, of, of today just fucking taking you apart. And you're like, holy shit, what the fuck? How did, like, how the fuck did that just jump? Like, it's just a psychological, like... Fuck. Like, yeah, psychological fuck, where it's just, like, all of a sudden you go from a person you trust to a dude that's slicing his own arm to, like, show you how fucking crazy he is. Mm-hmm. And now he's going to, like, fucking, like, eat your toes in front of you. And, like, and I can only imagine, too, like, here you're, like... Because there's obvious, like, fucking things, like, you know, getting the fucking electrical butt plug or whatever and then another one i saw is like they would put like they would ask them what their favorite foods were they would make it and then like they would puree it and then like shove it up their butt and they would only feed them that way yeah or they would strip them naked and you know put them in like these dark cells and make them stand like it was just like all sorts of crazy shit you know like um throw out their food like in the middle of the cold and like make them run out there and lock them outside you know naked and whatnot like all these like just crazy shit or whatever right and 
I forgot where I was going with that because I got so obsessed with talking about the other torture techniques. Yeah, I mean, you're right. There's so many, like, torture techniques. Oh, yeah, I can only imagine. Like, those are the explicit ways that, yeah. you know, you're getting fucked or whatever. Like, I can only imagine, you know, like, the PTSD you're going to have after that. But then to, like, see this guy, you know, I'm, I'm assuming he has these very doughy eyes. It's like, you know, and super bad when he describes, like, listening to the Beatles for the first time, you know. <laughs> um, you know, like, he's just like, oh, okay, like, all your guards are down. And you're like, okay, finally, like, here's... Here's an angel from heaven to like you know alleviate some of this bullshit, right? And then all of a sudden, like he starts like fucking you even more, you know. And it's just like holy shit! Like I can only imagine like your guard is down, and then you get fucked right again and like in the ass. And it's just like oh my god! Like and like we say this, you know, you know, as hum- being you putting a human light to it. Like like yeah. at the end of the day, like yeah, these are bastards that, you know, did have something to do with 9-11 or were a little under That we believe had something to do with 9-11. And I think, like, the number was, it was, like, like, it was the high 70s, the 70 percentage of, like, these people were. Because there was a large number of people that had nothing to do with it. Um, but at the end of it, like, okay, let's say those people were the people that masterminded 9-11. The uh, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, like, he was the person that actually came together with the plan for 9-11 like they're doing all these things to these people and again to reference like where i said as a country like we were all about like burn them at the stake like fuck them how do they do that to america but at the same time and that's so short-sighted to to do because once you start going down that path you become the monster that you're fighting against and I said this like years ago when we first started this podcast, we were talking about something. I forget about the topic or whatever, where it's just like you have to win the war of ideals, not the war of brute strength. Because when all, all of this is out there now, this is all public, pretty much public Internet knowledge. And if we're covering it here in Bakersfield, California, I'm sure there's people, you know, over in Afghanistan, over in Pakistan and these you know places, you know, these ISIS you know, indoctrinated people or whatever, like they're hearing these stories and they're getting even more on fire to attack America again, because how dare you do that, you know, to my, you know, uh, my jihad countrymen or whatever. Right. So you're, you're losing the war of ideals at that point. Cause you're just like, okay, I'm just going to, you know, butcher the fuck out of him, you know, torture the fuck out of him to get this information out to get this one guy. But at the same time, you're creating an opposition over here. That's 10, might even be 10, or a hundred times more powerful. It's kind of like, uh, who's Ra's al Ghul's daughter? Uh, Talia. Tasha, Dahlia, yeah. Talia al Ghul. Or another good example would be, uh, remember in Kill Bill, where, you know, after she kills Vivica Fox, Vivica Fox's daughter comes out and she goes, I understand when you get older, you're going to want to kill me and I'll be ready. You're, you're creating another monster at yeah. that point. Not only are you becoming the monster, but you're well, creating other monsters as we, well. You're 100% right. Like, we dealt with. Al-Qaeda. Like, Al-Qaeda was, like, the number one devil and, like, during that time period, only to fast forward to today, and it's, like, now it's, um, what's the new ISIS. one? ISIS. Like, ISIS is taking over. Like, you, you, you get rid of one just to, like, see another, like, demon, like, rise from its ashes. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's the reality. Like, we always deal with that reality of whatever it is you're, you're taking, taking out. You know, going back to, like, the Ronald Reagan administration, like, we gave a lot of these, like, people, like, people that were just living in mountains, like, basically, like, farmers, like, all these weapons to, like, fight the Russians. Those same people, you know, turn around and be, like, Osama bin Laden's people now, and, like, they get radicalized. They don't like Americans either. They don't like Western culture either, and, like, 
now they're the people that like take down and let like we created those people mm-hmm. because we were thinking we're taking out a, a larger evil when in reality is like you know it's it's all just like that Ouroboros. Dude, we talk, we reference or we just need to do an Ouroboros Art and Jacob to America sticker already. Nicole Smith boss, if you're listening to this, we need you to create that. <laughs> yeah, that needs to happen. That's a sticker or a shirt waiting to happen. Oh, yeah. she's into that whole animal thing. Do an animal shirt for us. Yes. Like a snake. Like that'd be cool. Um but um <laughs> but anyways, um yeah, I mean it's it's this constant thing that we're struggling with here in the United States that mm-hmm. like we want to be the we want to be the, the Captain Americas of the world uh-huh. without like turning into like the dictators. Like there's we some people aren't asking us to be the the, the world the, police. Yeah, like they don't want to be policed. Like some people are fine the way they are, and I don't mean like it, it, it's and I kind of I kind of get it from their perspective. Like we say that we are doing like Operation Freedom, and this is one thing that I probably like harp on a lot because it's something that always bothers me about the united states that we promote operation freedom iraqi freedom and like we're gonna like free these people when in reality is like we've left our country completely devastated we're really just there protecting oil fields mm-hmm. it's like that's the big thing about like what the united states you know whether you like it or not the united states best interest was like protecting the oil fields because like we don't want to just go to war and like make no profit off of it like there has to be some kind of profit incentive off of it. yeah so, like, the deals that we have with, like, Halliburton and all these things and, like, protecting the oil field for them now, like, there's there's a reason for us to be there now. But those people, like, fucking hate us now because we went in there with, like, Operation Iraqi Freedom, put a dude that we kind of like in, in in office now who was, like, this totally, like, Americanized dude who they don't really like. There's, like, this dude just fucking, like, came over here from, like, New York now and now he's, like, trying to be, like, an Afghani and, like, doesn't work for us Mm -hmm. so i get it like if somebody did that shit to us you're telling me like fucking like fucking rockstar joe with like an ak-47 in his garage is gonna be like fuck this shit like i'm not gonna like let them take (laughs) biden or uh, not biden (laughs) trump out of office and put (laughs) biden in here (laughs) yeah like like people are getting like legitimately upset about that stuff like you know i see it from their perspective like i kind of get from their perspective why they would be upset Mm -hmm. with all that being said (laughs) I also think that I kind of get it from the United States perspective. Like you have to have like a fucking, you, you're either the hammer or the nail in this, in, mm-hmm. a, in a war. And like, if you don't come out as like the fucking toughest, like I'm going to fuck some shit up and stick fucking rods in your butt and shock you until you tell me something I need to know about like the, this whole thing or worse. Osama bin Laden is we need to put together that zero dark 30 plan or whatever. Like, yeah. like information have to be gathered from like shocking a lot of dudes butts <laughs> to like find where Osama bin Laden Blood was. play, yeah. But what's crazy about that is is that, you know, the Senate Intelligence Committee, like they actually write like this huge report because John, I mean, John McCain, again to reference him or whatever, like he was very much against this. Like when they, this all like started to come out, um, cuz I believe Bush in 2006 like he actually admits that like there's secret prisons overseas or whatever there's a famous speech i'll try to make that the sample at the beginning of the episode um but when it all comes out like you start to see the pushback you know because the house of representatives and you know the senate there's a lot of former military people and 
John McCain, who was a, P- a POW, a prisoner yeah. of war, who was waterboarded and shit. Like when he comes out and he finds out that that's what we're doing, that's where you start to see like that pushback against it. Where it's like, hey, yo, you got a bunch of like you know millionaires and billionaires that are impl- or let it giving car blanche to let this happen. But have you ever lived it? Like we we don't want to become the Ouroboros or whatever, if you will, you mm-hmm. know. And that's like where you see like this whole movement where it's just like, yeah, we're fucking up, like you know, and um. The the CIA, I forget the guy's name, but I mean, it's not really that important. He was talking about, like, he said that, like, yeah, like, once John McCain and, like, all these senators and House of Representative uh, reps were hearing about this, like, they were coming down on us and they created, you know, within the committee, they started to answer, you know, the Senate Intelligence Committee and they wrote this report. You know, and it's available now. I mean, you can go to the Wikipedia and look under black sites and it has it under there. And, you know, they asked all these questions like, did these black sites and the information that we gained from these black sites, you know, yeah, we did capture, you know, the mastermind of 9-11, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed or whatever. We, you know, waterboard him. We made him be naked. Like we did all sorts of shit. You know, we blasted, you know, puddle of mud, you know, in his fucking jail cell and shit. (laughs) But did it lead to the capture of Osama bin Laden? No, it didn't. Other intelligence from another country led to, you know, his capture. You know, I believe it was Pakistan. I don't know. It's been a while since I watched (laughs) Zero Dark Thirty or whatever. I kind of want to rewatch that. Yeah, I know. We should. Um, Maybe we should start doing it for Patreon. Just do like, uh, you know. Movie uh, reviews? Yeah. Dude, we should do that. We just like give each other like, all right, today we're watching fucking Zero Dark Thirty. Pee-wee's Big Adventure. (laughs) I'm always down for a movie. Yeah. Um but um yeah they asked all of these questions and it just seems like all the way down the line nothing was really that much accomplished you know from these and it was called enhanced interrogation techniques and it was it, it seemed like it was all for nothing and then all like you said all we did is we created another demon in isis where you see them you know capturing you know uh, you know us citizens and you know journalists and all this shit decapitating them online so you're creating a bigger monster and it didn't even get you your whole goal which was justice for 911 i mean absolutely like you have to ask yourself like is is it worth it is it worth it becoming a monster in the eyes of countries around the world mm mm-hmm. And to me, it's like, probably not. Like, I not to sound like the stereotypical, like, liberal dude, but it's just like, well, I mean, you say you brought it up there, sounding like a stereotypical liberal dude. I have two. So, again, to go back to, like, 2001, I was in high school when 9-11 happened, and I felt like that. I felt like that call to duty. I almost joined the Marines. Like, everybody in our friend circle at that time when 9-11 happened, they either joined the military or did something paramilitary. You know, for fuck's sake, I work for the government now. Like, they did something that changed them because they felt like that. Like, fuck, that's bullshit. We need to do something. And I have two friends that went into the Marines. One of them came out of it super, you know, I'm going to storm the capitalist, you know, or whatever. (laughs) And I can hear him now listening to this episode thinking like, well, fuck them. They're terrorists. They killed 3,000 people, you know. Like, whatever happens to him happens to him. So what? He got his asshole, you know, electrified or whatever. So what? He had to listen to fucking... um, five finger death punch or whatever. Like, you know, like there's that short sightedness of it too. But then I have another friend of it that came out of the other end of it. Super, I don't want to say super liberal, but like total opposite of where that other friend was at, where it's just like, yo, like this is wrong. This is not why I joined the military, you know, to become basically, you know, a member of ISIS and fatigues. 
I went to, you know, fight for our freedom, to protect our freedom, to bring justice to those 3,000 people. This isn't bringing justice. All this is doing, like we keep saying, is creating another monster. And now I'm guilty, potentially, of war crimes now. Yeah, I mean, and then, I mean, the word justice gets thrown a lot around a lot when it's like we're doing things like this. Because it, it kind of takes us back, to, you know, like in the Infinity Wars or whatever, where Thanos wants to balance the dagger or whatever. Like, mm-hmm. if that's what we're trying to do, like, that's never going to happen. Like, we're just, there's no such thing as, like, equal justice in, in, like, in the world spectrum. Like, because even things that we find, like, like normal or offensive to people in another world and, like, mm-hmm. different things like that. Um, so, I, I don't know. I mean, just, like, trying to find justice, I feel like we've, damaged ourselves as a society more by sending like teenage boys over there like and they are teenage boys like if you're leaving high school like and you're 18 19 years old exactly and you're going over there and like you're coming back like ptsd as fuck and or like whatever maybe not even ptsd maybe you had a great time over there and like whatever it may be like i feel like we're damaging our society now we're not really training our like that's a whole different conversation but i think that <laughs> i still think we should have probably like Public colleges, just as an idea, just a Bernie Sanders like idea, but but um, but I think that um, we we kind of convince ourselves that we we are needed to like police the world, mm-hmm. when in reality is like some people see us as, as the bad guys, and like we need to like check ourselves sometimes. So again, the war of ideals. You know yeah. what I'm saying? If we're gonna stand for truth, justice, and the American way, and fucking, you know, saying our prayers, eating our vitamins, and being a true Hulkamaniac or whatever, we gotta live the gimmick. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you can't go out there and, you know, <laughs> be what you're fighting against. It doesn't make any sense. Because then you live long enough to see yourself become the bad guy, to reference Batman or whatever. But, I mean, I, again... I, I do, do want to see it from the other side of the coin where I was watching the Vice documentary and I have the guy's name, Dr. James Mitchell. He was a, you know, an Air Force psychologist or whatever. And he was talking about this too, where it's just like that, that whole Thanos things like that, you know, you go in it with good intention. You know, you're trying to find justice. You're fine. Trying, trying, trying to find uh, that balance in, or whatever, if you will, to be able to, you know, bring justice, but at the same time, you know, do it in an equitable way. And what they did was, you know, the the program, you know, was called the EIT, Enhanced Interrogation Techniques. Um, it was derived from what's called the SEER program. You know, it's a survival, evasion, resistance, and escape for our troops. So, like, if our troops were to get captured, like John McCain or whatever, and they're getting interrogated, they're getting waterboarded and whatnot, they're able to go through this pro. They send them through this program, you know, before they go and fight and whatnot. So that that way, whenever they hopefully get released or whatever, they come back with some kind of dignity or they're able to, you know, get out of those situations, you know, in one piece, one, you know, the best that they can from what intelligence that, you know, Dr. James Mitchell was able to, to give them with that. So what they did was, is they reverse engineered that. So everything opposite of the SEER program, that's what they implemented in the enhanced interrogation techniques where it's just like you get like all these, like they danced around like the United Nations, like, you know, agreement in in regards to torture where it was like borderline torture. Again, you reference like what's cool here, like listening to Metallica at full blast. We went to, you know, see Metallica in Pasadena you put on a recent Facebook post that that was the loudest concert you ever were at. We got the time of our fucking lives. 
But at the same time, they would they would lock you know people like KSM, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, in a cell and blast Enter Sandman. I would have the time of my life in that cell uh, and be naked. That sounds like a Saturday night. You in would fucking probably have the time of your life the first thirty times. But then once you're at like time nine hundred, you're probably like, "Fucker, come Do you even know me? That's yeah. what I, do. I, I do think that that is one of those things that's like even you could take your favorite song, but if you once you can't sleep because it's playing like nonstop and now it's like four days into it and you're still hearing Enter Sandman. It's like no. Yeah. So, I mean, they kind of pranced on the line. I mean, aside from, like, waterboarding or whatever, like, yeah. they would, like, what can we do that, like, dances on the line of, you know, the United Nations, you know, guidelines on, you know, interrogation, quote-unquote, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, it, it was kind of quasi, quasi-legal what they were doing. And then on top of that, too, like, if they didn't want somebody you know, to have those that blood on their hands, they would hand them over to another country. And, you know, I said there was like 20 other countries like Great Britain, Germany, Isle of Man, Italy, Sweden, Bosnia, Republic of North Macedonia. I didn't even know that was a fucking country. Turkey, Spain, Cyprus, Ireland, Greece, Portugal, Romania, Poland, Thailand, and Lithuania. They would hand them off to them to, to do whatever they want. So whatever's legal in Lithuania... That's cool because that's not America doing that. That's Lithuania doing it. But by default, like we're responsible for it. And yeah. whatever intelligence they would get, we would kick them back a little something. Like in the case of like Thailand, we were actually giving Thailand money. I believe it's called like the Eye of the Cat, like that black site, <laughs> yeah. what it was called. Like they would kick them back like, you know, $10,000, you know, for whatever they did, which I guess in Thailand is a lot of money. Uh, in the case of Lithuania, uh, what they would do is like they they helped get them into the United Nations. Like you, the Lithuania was very much trying to be a part of the, like the United Nations, and Lithuania because they were providing these these black sites and this veil of secrecy that for the CIA, they were helping them get into like United Nations, and so it was like a lot of give and take. So where it was yeah. just like, it's weird. It's almost like manipulation, you know? Like hey, if you want something from America. If you want this, if you want to, if you want to be on the world stage, then you have to help us do some shady shit. And in the case of all of these countries, they all are like Ziploc tight about the information that happened on there. Yeah, I mean, one thing I just wanted to point out is like I'm looking at the map right now of all the countries that are supposed to have a black site in them, and a lot of the, we don't even know if some of these are active anymore. We don't know if they're like inactive. What's going on? Because the government's not gonna fucking tell us. Like, no. yeah, we shut them down. Don't worry, they're gone. Because they're still like secretive about it. Like, yeah. there's people like on. They were on like sixty minutes, and they're like, the interviewers like talking about like we know that was in Thailand. Like that. Like there's people that have leaked this information out to us. Like just tell us. Like we already know the answer is yes, and like they're Ziploc tight. They're just like, nope, I can't confirm or deny that. Yeah. No, I mean. One of the things that like I found really alarming this whole thing was in some of these those black sites operate with like military rules around them whether you know it or not like if you are if you are of a certain age if you are a male of like fighting age or whatever it may be like you will you get flagged as like a potential like hostile like person even if you're just walking down the street if you're too walking too close like they have like the right to like take you out or something like that mm-hmm. or, like or take you in as like a not a hostage but like Prisoner. to interrogate why you're there and that to me is like fucking like some like evil shit like mm-hmm. at that point that's like whether you're doing it for freedom or not like 
Well, it's like kind of like, you know, we were, last week we were talking about Richard Ramirez. His uncle was a Green Beret, which is top of the top in the Army, right? And, like, he's over there, like, slitting throats, raping women, fucking corpses and shit. Yeah. All in the name of freedom to fight communism and shit. It's the same shit. Yeah. It, it's it's kind of, it's such a thin line of, like, where do, where do we go? Like, I, I get it. Like, a part of me is still, like, I get what we're doing this. Yeah, me like, too. There is, like, some legitimately bad shit people plotting against the united states people plotting against innocent people but can we let ourselves become like just as bad where's the line at because you don't want to appear weak you know what i'm saying yeah a big reason why you know uh, a lot of trump supporters you know support trump so much is because he 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 gave the 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 facade of being strong um one of his first executive orders was going to be to reopen all of those black sites. And it ended up happening because, you know, all the backlash, you know, both, you know, on the left and the right saying like, nah, we ain't going to do this. So he didn't do it for popularity sakes or whatever. But it's just like that whole thing where it's just like, well, we want to take care of ISIS. Let the military do whatever they want. That was a real thing that happened. Whereas Obama was just like, no, we're going to close down all of these black sites. It's controversial, like you said, whether or not they truly stayed closed or not, because, you know, they would have drones that would, pop up out of these sites and kill whole villages and shit so it becomes like the whole thing like do you do you torture someone to get information out of him or you just obliterate the whole village like you know but my thing is like yeah where's the line where it's like you don't appear weak to where it allows another 9-11 to happen allows another you know terrorist attack to happen on our soil allows you know more american lives to be uh you know lost but at the same time that line has to be right there where it's just like you don't become that devil over another country. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. wh- how do you become, it's, it's, it's Captain America. What, how are you Captain America? And that's like that movie civil war where it's like Iron Man and, you know, Captain America, they're fighting over these two ideals. Like, you know, we, we want to be strong, but at the same time, we want to do what's morally right at the same time. And it's going to be a forever struggle. Yeah. I mean, it's really difficult for me to like sit here and just be like, yeah, shut them all down. And like, we can find other ways to do it when in reality is like sometimes criminals like thrive on people's like acceptance of, of like, yeah, that's the way it should be. So like, you know, like if I'll give you the example of this, like if, 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 if shoplifting's crime was like, or punishment was cutting a hand off, like shoplifting would probably go down like 90%. Like it would be ridiculously low how, how much shoplifting would go down if we were going to such extremes. Um, but we don't have that. So I think yeah, the ex- we have no cruel and unusual punishment. <laughs> yeah. And but because we have such acceptance of like criminals, like, Oh, he was young or he was drunk or like whatever it may be. Like he didn't mean to me. Yeah. Home. Like he has a bright future ahead of him. He's captain of the swim team. Like that whole thing. <laughs> like, like there, <laughs> he's on the Duke lacrosse team. Okay. Yeah, like there is a lot of that. Like we have that in our society, like built in what, you know, and that's a whole different conversation. Because that, that's that's a whole can of worms I don't want to get into right now. Mm. But, you know, like, we do not have this, like, across the board, like, this is what we do. This is the punishment. You shot, Sorry you stole a candy bar. Sorry you stole a TV. The punishment is the same. You're getting your left hand cut off. Like, we don't have that. So, like, I don't. should we have that? Probably still not. We should probably still not, in my opinion, still yeah. not have that. Should we still have punishments? Yes, I think that punishments should be, like, justify i think the the punishment should justify the crime the problem with some of these are 
sometimes there is no crime. Sometimes we think you might know something. So we're just going to hold you here until we break you and find something that you might mm, know. That we can use. Yeah. And so I was thinking about this in the sense that, like, I have, like, some, like, pretty shady, like, individuals in my, like, my mom's side of the family. Like, they're all, I don't know what, I don't really associate with that side of the family. But for the most part, like, they're still technically my family, even though I don't associate with them at all. Like, they're, like, I don't know if they're, like, drug dealers or whatever they may be. But if there was, like, this, like, thing of, like, we want to take out, like, find out how many people or, like, you know, whatever it may be. And they took me in to, like, question me, even though I don't have any information, like, it would still suck. Like, from from that perspective, I'd be like, well, I don't know what the fuck. Like, I haven't talked to these people in, like, 20 years or so. Mm -hmm. Like, it would suck. (laughs) But I kind of get, no, like... It, it just it would I just don't understand their like their how they rationalize like bringing someone in. Maybe if it was a little like the standards were a little bit higher. Like I'm not saying you have to have a warrant, you have to do all these things. I'm just saying like I guess without having that information in front of me because I don't have that information. That shit's all like fucking blacked out with sharpie and no one could read yeah. what how they bring these people in. Um. But I guess if I understood that, maybe I would be a little more lenient to like, yeah, I guess you had enough information, like bring that dude in, like let's stick a battery up his butt. <laughs> <laughs> let's 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 force this one to listen to Puddle of Mud for an hour straight. Um, shit, I would break after ten minutes. I ain't gonna lie. But um, one thing too, like again to reference, you know that interview with the CIA uh, employee or whatever agent at that time. Like they they did like a Q and A afterwards, and they were talking. There was all these people, you know, asking him these questions, and one girl said like, "Well, how do you know like you're getting quality information, you know, from from them? Yeah, you know, because it's like, hey, you fucking lock me in a room for ten minutes and play puddle of mud. I'm gonna tell you whatever you want. I'm gonna whistle whatever tune you want to hear." And he said something, and I really marinated on it for a while. Like, I even woke up in the middle of the night to get some water, and I thought it was like the first pop thought that popped in my head. Just how much it stuck with me. Where he said that, like, well, we wouldn't, we wouldn't just like torture someone just to torture them, basically, and you know, to paraphrase what he was saying, because he never said the word torture, um, but he said we wouldn't, we didn't, we wouldn't interrogate him just to interrogate him. We already knew a couple of things. We would ask them, like, hey, where were you two years ago? Fill in the blanks. We would give these people homework where they would have to tell us everything that they did, like in the last two years and shit. And you know, if they would skip over something or if they would, you know inflate the detail or downplay the detail of it that's when we would you know throw them against the wall that's when you know we would you know stick the you know the the cow prod in their butt that's you know when puddle of mud the puddle of mud cassette we're bringing it out we're popping (laughs) open a brand new cd no scratches on this one we're we're making you look through the nickelback you know liner notes and shit right take a look at this photograph (laughs) or whatever you know and i was thinking to myself well if you already know all of this stuff then what is the point of doing all this shit? What's the point of waterboarding it? If you already know what they're going to say, you know, is it because, you know, and I was trying to fill in the blanks for what he, his response would be, well, because we need like a written, written statement. Well, you're already not following the law. Why yeah. do, why are you cherry picking where to follow the law? At? And that's where I was like, my bullshit meter kind of came up and it's just like, hmm, either that was a lie or, yeah, again, like you're just doing this to do it or whatever because you fucked with America. Because again, there, I, there's a lot of people that were out there after 9 11 that was just like, 
yeah, they deserve to be tortured. They deserve, you know, to, you know, be thrown in the lion's den or whatever for what they did, you know, for 9-11, which in theory, yeah, again, I could see that. I was one of those people. I wanted to join the Marines to yeah, go yeah. fight fucking terrorists and shit. Did I know end up doing it? No, because it ended up just being a fucking, you know, quagmire for oil and shit or whatever. And it, it we went another route to get the person that we wanted for it, you know, and, but it it, it, was just, it was just a mind fuck to hear that. It was just like, really? So you, you were interrogating him to tell him stuff that you already knew. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. I mean, they might have needed, like, a small detail of, like, he takes the trash out at 9 o'clock every night kind of thing. It's like, that's when we're going to get him. That's the one thing we didn't know. But maybe they knew everything else, and it was like, was it all worth it for, like, that one, like, bit of, like, that one puzzle piece to, like, to, like, become the monster themselves? Like, to to go down that path of like now the now society views like America as like a monster and a bully. Like we're not, we're not Captain America. Like we're closer to Thanos now trying to like balance the, the thing, you know? Yeah. Like, so like you kind of have to ask yourself like, what, where are we? And, and, and it matters like where we are in like in the spectrum of the whole world, like how are we viewed? That does matter whether like, whether people like it, whether I know Trump supporters don't like to hear that. We just want to show up and be the bullies and like America's the greatest country ever. And it's like, yeah, but that's where we, that's how we felt. And then nine 11 happened and like fucking people blew up buildings and took out the Pentagon and like, like bad shit happened because we thought we were captain America when really we were probably closer to Thanos. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, we need to just be honest with ourselves in, in those types of scenarios. Um, I was going to say something and it totally fucking blew my mind. I'm, I'm, that was like the one big thought I had and it, it's gone now. God damn. damn it. That's what you get for not putting notes down. No, I'm just <laughs> no, no, it was just in this conversation right now. I was like, you said something and I was like, I was like that, that, that's interesting. But it, oh, you know what? Just a completely different thought now. These, uh, we'll just say they're torture techniques. Like the torture techniques themselves are interesting to begin with just because it's like, some of these are supposed to put you as close to death as you can be to death to the point where your body is reacting as if it was dying. Um, and it does put you in the place of maybe just telling whatever the fuck. Yeah, I did it. Yeah. Like this fucker, like whatever it may be like, you know, like the percentage of information that we're getting, how credible is it? I saw this report that said like, sometimes some of these prisoners would give nothing up. Like they would have Nickelback playing 24 hours a day. And then not even say anything or not say anything worth of note. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's, that's fucking shitty. Like mm-hmm. that's like, they're taking either these secrets to the grave or they don't, they really didn't know anything. And then the one thing too, that I think, cause watching the vice, I don't know if it was a documentary or, it was, or it's just like an episode that got released. Cause vice news has uh, a TV show on HBO. And I just saw this on uh, YouTube. Um, but Dr. James Mitchell, the guy that helped, you know, in, with and develop these you know, enhanced interrogation techniques he was talking about he goes like we see you know he goes what he because he he really studies like islam and stuff like that and i think he has like a lot of remorse for helping you know develop these techniques and stuff uh he was talking about is like what you got to realize though is like these people like when we see when we talk about like people like richard ramirez they're mentally ill there's trauma there or you know they're evil like you know there's just they're straight up just evil people like you know the the Covina massacre guy like you know the he's the narcissist and shit like there's like these personality traits that they you know this is why they are criminals but when you look at you know the people 
the the extremists, the extremists that you know were behind nine eleven or whatever, they're reacting to shit that you mentioned, like you know against like the Reagan administration, you know the Bill Clinton administration, you know early stuff that the Bush administration did, the George H W administration and shit. Like they're they're reacting, so they're doing basically what we're doing. But, you know, through their eyes. So in their eyes, they're they're fighting for their freedom. They're, you know, they're not mentally ill. Like, they're really fighting for their justice, for their people. So those drones that popped up, you know, out of a Polish black site or whatever and killed a whole village and their goats and shit, too. Like, they're fighting for those people, their version of 9-11 and shit. So, like, they're, they're not Richard Ramirez. We're not fighting against that motherfucker. We're not fighting against Ted Bundy. You know, it's not the silence of the lambs over here. Like, they're, ri- like, they're, ri- like, that. I thought that was a very... Um, interesting that he said that as well because it's like they, they, you know they're fighting from the same perspective that we're fighting for, yeah. and it's just we're just we're just trying to protect our people, but at the same time they're trying to protect their people, and yeah we're looking at it like, and I'm not trying to you know defend you know Osama bin Laden or Al Qaeda or ISIS. Hey or man, you're just the devil's avocado here. Yeah, it, like I'm just presenting the other side of the coin. Where it's just like I have a friend, a lot of friends who are, you know, you know, Muslims, you know, they practice Islam or whatever, and they fled those countries because of that extremism. Where it's like I brought this up many times where it's like it's funny that like these Republican regimes like, you know, H.W., Reagan, Bush or whatever, they have like this this grit grime against fucking, um, you know, Middle Eastern terrorists. When in, in, in reality, you know, we we're talking about the people, you know, the Trump supporters that, you know, stormed the Capitol. There a lot of those people, there's a lot of overlap with that those personalities. And it's kind of like that. I'm not a fan of Seinfeld, but like there was an episode of Seinfeld like where like he dates somebody that's just like him and he hates her. Mm-hmm. And it's like I think it's like that, you know, psychological syndrome, too, where it's just like they you kind of hate. I don't want to say it's self-hate, but it's just like it's like this too similar. Yeah, no, I, I get that. Um, it's like it's like a magnet. You can't put two north ends of a magnet together. It just wants to oppose itself. So one thing I just wanted to bring up because in doing research for this, it all seemed pretty straightforward, and a lot of the information that would would have made this a slam dunk episode is like blacked out and redacted. So it's not like we can actually like find out like this is the information they found <laughs> from this guy. Like that would have been great, but that information is not out there. Um, a lot of it's just, I mean, it's in, it's speculative, but like quote unquote, where it's just like that sixty minutes reporter, like we know this, like stuff has leaked out. It's just that we just need like that final hammer hit to the nail to like lock it into the wood. Yeah, well, one of the things that, and then you just to tie in that thing about like those two forces being so similar, the 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 Bin Laden family is a wealthy wealthy like oil family it's it's the equivalent of the bushes in the united states of being like a political family where like his president was or his dad was the president he was the president his brother is was the governor of of florida like they are a big strong political family in the united states with with a large amount of wealth um the the thing that i find it strange to me is you know, the, those two families also have a tie because of the oil industry. There was a theory I saw online, and I'm just going to throw this out there. I'm just going to throw it out there, and you tell me if you think it's possible or not. But um, the fact that the uh, Osama bin Laden execution was so public, and there's that famous picture of of uh, of Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton like all gathered around this like one TV, and they're watching the, 
the the whole zero dark 30 but real life thing a lot of people were saying that this whole thing was maybe like let's get osama bin laden because obviously he did something bad but let's just make him disappear not kill him but like just make him disappear because you're in trouble mister <laughs> like kind of thing where it's like like he's still part of this like super wealthy family i feel like you know like if if the roles were reversed and like bush went to to court for war crimes they're probably not going to give him death as a as a penalty or something like that um he's probably going to get like the most like slap on the wrist type of scenario even even if the united states i, I feel like this whole thing could be just posturing for the United States saying like we fucking killed him and we dumped his body in the ocean and there he's done like kind of thing I could almost see the scenario and when I read that theory I was like I don't know like I don't know I, I don't I don't like it It seems like the United States like most slam dunk thing would be just kill him and get it over with uh, yeah and then the more I thought about it the more I was like yeah but he was like from this super rich family who was had like super strong political ties to not just the Bushes, but like a lot of people in the United States government to the point where they would be like, can't we just make him disappear? I brought up that one dude from the Aurora shootings, how he also just disappeared. Nobody knows where he's at. I could see how they could put him in like some super maximum security prison in like fucking Siberia or Alaska or whatever it may be. And maybe it's a cushier life where like, these are high profile criminals or like rich family criminals that we just need to make them disappear whatever it may be in a black site or something in a black site scenario i'm just throwing that out there because that was one of the things that i read and at first i was like no like i saw i saw zero dark 30 <laughs> they got <laughs> bradley my- cooper fuck <laughs> this shit up he gained like 30 pounds to do that role man yeah <laughs> <laughs> like like I, like a part of me i still think that they probably killed him and dumped his body in the ocean but then like the the arguments that they were making i was like these are some fucking like good arguments this is like like most conspiracy theories are like oh this is some bullshit QAnon type of thing and then the other thing was like apparently like the reason they they dumped the whole body in the ocean thing is because like a proper funeral needs to happen in like 24 hours of death and like mm-hmm. and like they're in like muslim culture or whatever maybe and like <laughs> like apparently that was like one of the first times the united states ever did that because like the other dude like the abu guy or whatever like mm-hmm. they like paraded his body for like a whole like two weeks and they're like all right let's get rid of his body or something like they were not holding that to like and then i was like Wait, that kind of makes sense a little I bit i don't know who got paraded because i know like a lot of these people are in Guantan- still in guantanamo bay oh, oh, sorry it was another dude that was like um one of the i think that was during the the obama administration like some dude got killed they like kept his body in for like two weeks huh. under like was that before osama bin laden got killed that was before osama bin laden maybe that's why then because of the backlash on that and then, M- maybe and then you're right i hadn't thought about that because i think like then you saw like a bunch of like journalists like overseas like i think like one of the good day the asian lady i forget her name um, her sister gets abducted or whatever. Like it was a very scary time during that period. Oh, I think I saw. I think I saw that the one you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And then like you know the beheadings and shit like that. Like that's the time frame we're living in where it's just like, oh shit, we got we got the ace of spades right here. We got Osama bin Laden. We better do everything right because we don't want that blowback again. When we're talking about that monster, like that line in the sand. And that's where I was like, I'm. I hear all those theories or whatever. Those QAnon, like you know, oh, he, yeah, yeah. He is commingling with lizard people right now, uh, listening to Nickelback's uh, Undiscovered album or whatever, yeah, the, yeah. the Gray album. I don't know, um, <laughs> the Silver album or uh, the Nickel album, um, <laughs> the Copper album. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I just think that like 
at that time we had a very thoughtful president, um, Barack Obama. And I feel like it's just like you saw all this shit, like all the stuff we were talking about, the blowback or whatever for what we did, you know, during these black site times or whatever, right? The the te- the, the techniques that we were in, um, you, you know, doing to torture these motherfuckers, right? We, we saw the blowback for it. So it's just like, okay, we're going to do what's right because we're going to minimize the loss. We got who we wanted. We're going to fucking give them a fucking burial at sea or whatever just to, to just to play fucking Thanos again, to balance the yeah. universe, I guess you could say, right? And like, just do what we got to do, or whatever. So I, I think that's the narrative is true on that. But at the same time, yeah, it is. It's fun to think, yeah, like he might still be out there. Maybe we just got his doppelganger or some shit because that did happen a lot, you know. A bunch of do- same thing with Saddam. Saddam had a bunch of like mm-hmm. doppelgangers. Yep, and we fucking had some dude. I have his name written down here somewhere. Uh, Khalid El Masri or whatever. He was like that German taxi cab driver or whatever. His name was almost identical to, you know, a real, you know, 9-11, you know, terrorist or whatever. And they were fucking, you know, torturing him, you know, putting the fucking electrode, you know, probe up his ass (laughs) and shit like that. Feeding him SpaghettiOs up the butt. um, Fucking, you know, making him do the naked run for his dinner and shit like this. And, you know, and like, it turns out like, oh shit, he's like a German citizen, you know, and what's fucked up is you know he sues the united states government rightfully so goes all the way up to the supreme court and every court fucking blocks it and says no we can't hear this because if it goes to trial a bunch of fucking sensitive government secrets will be leaked and like even the supreme court blocked it down and it's just like fuck man that's fucked up you pretty this guy's gonna have legit ptsd because of this and all he was guilty of is being a fucking you know a guy with a similar name to a terrorist or whatever, right? Damn, that sucks, dude. And it's just like, it goes along to what you were talking about with Osama Bin Laden. Like, did we get the right guy? And we just fucking buried somebody at sea and said it was Osama Bin Laden? Like, I don't know. Maybe, you know, like that's the, but that's the only, that's the only road that I, I think, can envision. I think we did get someone, but I think that if you're telling me like, they're not putting this like super rich dude Who's like family is super rich. Like, make no mistake. Like, the Bin Laden family is like putting like Jeb Bush. I know Jeb is the dog of the family, <laughs> but is the equivalent of putting like Jeb Bush in prison or like executing Jeb Bush for like war crimes. Like, it just it would make sense to me if they would put him in a black site prison. Maybe not even like the most like intense black site prison. Maybe like some cushy one where he gets to still have a garden and watch like <laughs> teen, real housewives. I was going to say, what's that show you brought up earlier? Teen moms, <laughs> teen mom, <laughs> teen moms. Like, like he still watches teen moms every night and like the Bam Mongera show or whatever. <laughs> Ridiculousness. So, oh yeah, dude, that show's bad. Like I watched that really quickly. So my girlfriend's parents, like for some reason, like they're, they are like the stereotypical, like older couple that watches things on cable. So every time they go over there, that's when I, like, watch the most TV. <laughs> so, like, they all watch, like, ridiculousness, like, nonstop. Oh, and I'm just like, that's this is... That's the only is... show on MTV now, I think. Dude, it, it does it just play on loop? I think that, so. That and, um, what's the one where, like, the dude gets, like, catfished? Oh, yeah, there's like, only two shows. They I... watch that shit, like, all the time. And I'm just like, dude, I fucking... I, I don't know where MTV is on, like, my personal, like, TV. So I'm just... I don't even watch... I don't even know why the fuck I have cable. So, like... Or satellite, whatever, cable, so old school. Um, But, like, anyways, that show is, like, fucking stupid. (laughs) Like, it's basically just YouTube things, right? Or whatever, like, anyways, 
going back to the topic. It's like American Funniest Home Videos for like a new generation, yeah. I guess you could say. But they're... Oh, man. Actually, it's funny. This guy that used to work for that and like used to write the jokes for him, apparently like the guy wouldn't get a lot... The, the host of the show, he didn't get the jokes a lot of times. Oh, so wow. they would have... He would be like, I don't get it. Like, why is that funny? And everybody would be laughing. So he had to like dumb the jokes down. Like the writing crew would have to constantly dumb the jokes down for him. It was pretty sad. That sucks. Yeah, because he, he, like, a lot of people would just be like, "No, I don't get it. That's not funny." It sucks. He's he quit that joke. He quit that job because he was just like, "Dude, fuck writing for this dude. Like, fuck writing for MTV." Yeah. <laughs> um. But anyways, um, well, Osama bin Laden might still be alive. But you brought up the fact that you know that there, there's cushy black sites or whatever. I mean, there's black sites like the Salt Pit in Afghanistan. That's where they had Khalid Sheikh. Sheikh Mohammed or whatever, like that, they called that like the dark place. A lot of people in Guantanamo Bay taught, refer to, you know, the dark prison as that because you know they'd keep them, you know, for months on end, like with no lighting or anything like that, and you know they would, they, they would. It's basically like within the elements too, so like there was like no heating or air conditioning, or whatever. It's just a cold, dark cell. Um, in Poland, they called it quartz because it was built on a former villa. So it's basically like all these these rooms. Within a villa, like let's just say Mar-a-Lago, if you will, like a really fucking nice place, but yeah. you're in prison there. It's like Hotel California, so it's a really nice place. Yeah. And one one uh, CIA guy was talking about like, yeah, they even had racquetball and like, you know, if you were really good um, at giving us the information, we even give you a room with like a treadmill and like an elliptical with a TV on it. <laughs> you know, and I was like, wow, that's weird. Um, you know, Thailand obviously had you know the cat's eye one. That one was was very nice. Uh, but there was one like in Lithuania, I want to say. Uh, yeah, the one in Lithuania it was basically like in this like rich person, like an old, they bought this property in Lithuania and it used to be like this old like horse barn where they had like all these like thoroughbreds and stuff and whatnot. And so like, yeah, they turned it in like the barn and whatnot into like these holding cells for these terrorists and whatnot. But with that fucking horse barn, like there's like property on there too. So where you had like these really nice facilities, like a mansion basically that, you know, people could live on and shit. So they would have like, you know, the people that were complying or whatever, like, you know, like living like in the nicer house, whatever. Look like the Fresh Prince of Bel Air's mansion and shit. And it's just like you brought up that point about Osama bin Laden. Maybe he might be in a black site still. You know, they had this place in Lithuania that looked like fucking, fucking <laughs> like some rich person's fucking house and shit. Yeah. So who who knows? You know, I don't believe that, but it's it gives credibility. And the whole thing about like you know secret black sites or whatever. Like w- when you first pitched it, and I got over the fact that it wasn't about Martin Luther King's. <laughs> fucking haunted yeah. fucking thing um i i thought because the whole thing about conspiracy like we get labeled a conspiracy theory podcast a lot by people who casually listen and whatnot and i've grown to hate conspiracy theories just because of like what happened with like you know the storming of the Capitol and whatnot and i was i was looking at, i was like oh shit real shit like black sites give credence to conspiracy theorists like alex jones because they can always point to this happened at a CIA black site and it can, you know, go down like that conspiracy road, like with lizard people. Demo side. Google it folks. Yeah. It's in, it's in the fucking intro (laughs) people. But like, I, that's another reason why we need to be more fucking moral about like our fucking military decisions because we create not only monsters abroad, but domestically as well. Absolutely. I mean, I'm looking at the map right now and like, one of the, and this is just sticking out. I don't have any research done on this part of it here, but some of the little islands that are like just like off the coast of, off the coast of uh, Australia, and it's like, 
Why is that one highlighted? Like, what's going on there? I haven't heard anything about this little island that's like no name island over here. Oh yeah, there's islands too, like in the UK, Diego Garcia. Like, it's literally like it's like Epstein's Island or whatever, yeah. but it's a black site. And then they have black sites too that are just fucking just like navy ships or whatever that just cruise like uncharted waters. So remember, mm-hmm. I was talking about like they they dance around that line of like what's legal and what's not legal. Well, if there you're on like an ocean liner or whatever, right? That's like a fucking floating prison. That doesn't have any jurisdiction, no international jurisdiction whatsoever. It's just the free sea. Yeah. Like, you have carte blanche to do whatever you want because there's no technical law there. It reminds me of that Simpsons episode when they go out to sea and to have the monkeys fight each other with, like, <laughs> yeah. knives or whatever. Like, Yeah, and they're, that, like, gambling and shit. Yeah, yeah, that's what I imagine is going on out there. There's got to be some of that shit where they're like, all right, two prisoners, we're going to tape knives to their hands and have them fight. Like, I bet you shit like that is going on. Like, yeah. you can't. And you can't tell me otherwise because nobody knows. So, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't want to say like they should put a stop to this because I don't know like what good. Like the reality is like we don't know what good has come from this. We just don't know. We don't know what evil has come from it either. Like we just we're just in kept in the dark con- consistently when it comes to things like this. Um, I would say that we in any time that you have any system without checks and balances you tend to get out of hand. Mm-hmm. And I, I do think that if this needs to operate and it's probably still operating like in mm-hmm. the shadows, it's still probably over there, but there should, this should be at least a system of checks and balances. That or it's morphed into something else, you know, because um, to reference again, you know, that CIA's, you know, town meeting or whatever that I heard, you know, he was talking about like, yeah, certain senators were not by certain senators, they mean like John McCain, we're not made privy because we know that they, he would put a roadblock to this. He would be so against it. So the people we wanted to hear this information were hearing it. And, you know, we just got out of four years of, you know, Trump administration who did give car blanche to the military to do whatever they wanted to get, you know, to put a cap on ISIS. Who knows what, what what's going to pop off like, you know, next year, you know, like it's been like what, 10 years 12 years since all these black site things happened. I thought it was Martin Luther King's haunted fucking crypt, (laughs) you know, before you pitched it last week. So who knows? Like, you know, after, you know, what's this? Yeah. There might not technically be black sites that we're talking about today, but who knows what it, what it was, you know, the last four years, we we don't know, you know, it might be if something, it might've morphed into something even more heinous, maybe in between. We don't, I I don't know. It could be totally different or Hey, maybe exactly the same. Just, just in another horse stable, it, another side of the world. I mean, I feel like this about almost anything the government does. By the time we hear about it, by the time we hear about their secret government prisons, secret, like, whatever it may be, like, there's already, like, something even, like, 20 times deeper and darker that we'll ne- we won't hear about it for another, like, 30, 40 years from now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, I feel like if there were UFOs at Area 51... Dude, that those UFOs are like long gone. We've already solved that equation. Like we're worried about this other UFO we found like over here in like fucking Alaska now. I'm like, yeah, that's where we're that's where we're focused on right in now. Antarctica. Yeah, and Antarctica. Dude, I'm telling you, Antarctica needs to be its own topic. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but um, yeah. I mean, it's probably evolved. It's probably evolved to something like way worse. <laughs> like they're probably sticking batteries up people's dicks now. Like, which sounds <laughs> they even they move from the butt to the D. Oh, that sounds to stick a stick a little metal rod in the dick hole mm, and no. shock that. Yeah, no. I ain't trying to feel that. Yeah, I'll tell you whatever you want to hear. 
Yeah, yeah, Jacob did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Please don't. Please do not. Uh, but anyways, I don't know why, but I like been craving Famous Dave since like. <laughs> Did we mention Famous Dave's earlier in this conversation? Yeah, you did. Like, okay. What's fucked up about it though is you were talking about like they Dicks. were feeding, they were feeding him Famous Dave's, and like ninety percent oh, of Famous right. Dave's fucking menu was like pork, which like Muslims cannot have. Oh right, right. right. I was like, wow, that is super insensitive. So um, if you're a Patreon and you're Muslim, I apologize. Sorry, they got burgers. They got chicken patties. You can put devil spit on that. Okay, yeah. So get the chicken patty, <laughs> devil spit. Yeah. But you're right. It is one hundred percent. Yeah. I was not thinking. <laughs> But I laughed inside. I got it. That's all I got. That's all I got as well, man. Damn, good, good topic, Art. Thank you for suggesting it. Maybe we'll do Martin Luther King's on Martin Luther group. King websites next week. <laughs> so with that said, everybody, um, if you enjoyed this episode and you want to hear more episodes, more content every week, if you want an extra bonus episode, head on to our Patreon, uh, patreon.com. We've been killing it on the Patreon. I've been loving those episodes just as much, if not more than the weekly free episodes but go to patreon.com slash art and jacob do america uh go there donate one dollar two dollars three dollars five dollars i don't care what you um donate just donate there uh you'll get a free bonus episode every single week and as you graduate to the next tiers and whatnot you'll get extra swag in the mail uh, i'm starting to see the pictures now for the people who got you know our ride the lightning um holographic sticker shout out to y'all y'all know who you are um and if you still haven't gotten those yet sorry you know international tra- uh, mail travel slow i apologize for that hopefully you'll get it by the end of july um but with that said guys make sure you follow us on all of the social medias at art and jacob do america except twitter we are at art and jacob do a one um that's where we want you to tag yourselves tag el yucateco tag you know caveman coffee um get at us you know you know suggest some topics you know like the pictures comment because all that shit helps us you guys don't understand how much that helps the podcast grow i was telling this guy before we started uh recording last month we had our second greatest month of all time in all three years working almost four years shit um we had our second best month and it's all because of you guys you know interacting you know online getting those algorithms out there and, you know, spreading the good word of the Art and Drink of New America podcast out there. So just just, just know that any comment or like or reshare helps the podcast just as much as if we go to the Patreon. Uh, make sure you go to our Tee Public, uh, where, you know, we have, you know, three designs up there. Uh, one of them uh, designed by the great and powerful Nicole Smith-Bosch. You can check out her designs at skrapparel.com. I'll put the little link right here below if you're listening to or watching the YouTube video. Um, but what else? What else we got? You know what? We, we got to get a fourth design from her. That Ouroboros. That sounds like that it right sounds. There. Yeah, it needs to. Yeah, we got to We got to spitball some ideas back and forth. I want to get some more Alex Jones shit on there, like just because it's just like I feel like he he's like a central character within the R. Jacob Do America yeah, universe. Yeah. So get some more of that he's in there. A, he's a good one. He's a good one, man. Maybe uh, the Ouroboros will have Alex Jones's face eating his own butt. I don't know. Um, dude, maybe the Ouroboros should have an electroid, electroid <laughs> stuck in its butt. <laughs> like a battery. <laughs> it's just shocking its butt in a circle. That sounds so complex. Yeah, we'll think about it. Maybe we'll take Alex Jones's physical body as a man and we'll put a snake head on it. I'm just kidding. I don't that know. sounds like some bootleg ass shit shirt that you see. Some like manamorphs. Yeah. 
So that said, uh, make sure you go check out other great podcasts. We are official members of the Podbelly Network. Uh, so if you like our podcast, you'll like other podcasts over there, um, like the World Famous Selfie King podcast. You got a couple more weeks before, you know, another great podcast or sisters at the We're Not Sure Yet podcast, you know, finally retire that show. But their episodes will live on for infamy for all time. So go over there, keep downloading their shows. Uh, they have pretty much the same setup that we have. Uh, so check them out. Uh, check out Paranormal Punchers. Check out my homie Eddie's podcast, the RBG podcast. But other than that, guys, I am tired and I hear my baby boy crying in the background. So shout out to him. It is his first birthday next week. So with that said, nice. Art, do you have anything you want to do? Just shout out. You, oh, yeah. Uh, just tell your mom and your boobie, too. I feel like an asshole if I didn't give a shout out to your baby boy. Oh, this, thank you. this is the episode he gets a shout out. Yeah. One year from now, he'll get in a shot. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, that's it. That's all I got, man. So with that said, everybody, have a good night. Don't be torturing, motherfuckers. Don't stick batteries in. In this new war, the most important source of information on where the terrorists are hiding and what they are planning is the terrorists themselves. The information we get from these detainees is corroborated by intelligence and we've received, that we have received from other sources. And together this intelligence has helped us connect the dots and stop attacks before they occur. Information from the terrorist question is program helped unravel plots in terrorist cells in Europe and in other places. It's helped our allies protect their people from deadly enemies. This program has been and remains one of the most vital tools in our war against the terrorists. It is invaluable to America and to our allies. Were it not for this program, our intelligence community believes that Al-Qaeda and its allies would have succeeded in launching another attack against the American homeland. Were it not for this program, our intelligence community believes that Al-Qaeda and its allies would have succeeded in launching another attack against the American homeland. So I'm announcing today that Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, Abu Zubaydah, Ramzi bin al-Sheib, and 11 other terrorists in CIA custody have been transferred to the United States Naval Base at Guantanamo Bay. As soon as Congress acts to authorize the military commissions I have proposed, the men our intelligence officials believe orchestrated the deaths of nearly 3,000 Americans on September the 11th, 2001, can face justice. We're better like this, that, and this, and uh, it's like that, and like this, and like that, and uh, it's like this. Then who gives a fuck about those? So just chill to the next episode.